Welcome to the Freak Show, fellow freaks. I'm Matthew Brockmeyer, and this is Murder Coaster. Welcome, welcome to the season finale bonus episode. The truth behind the most terrifying 911 call ever recorded. Now, I'm going to play that harrowing phone call for you, as well as get into the various rumors myths and theories that arose around it, and then the actual truth that has only recently been uncovered regarding that legendary phone call. But before we get into that, I'd just like to extend a thank you to all of you dear listeners who have joined us on our journey. I created this podcast out of a lifelong love and passion for true crime. True crime is more than just a thrilling form of entertainment. It raises serious and poignant questions about moral responsibility, free will, and the boundaries between good and evil. True crime delves into the complex nature of human actions, dredging up deep philosophical inquiries and existential concerns. True crime offers us a window through which to study human behavior, motivations, and the darker aspects of the human psyche. It offers an opportunity to delve into the minds of criminals, their motives, and the factors that contribute to criminal acts, and thereby understand our own natures as well. True crime fans get this. They inherently understand it. So, I wanted to create a place without judgment to study the bizarre and brutal nature of humanity. A safe place for those with a morbid fascination and a macabre curiosity. You know, it's said that there are two deaths. The first is when our physical body dies. The second is the last time our name is ever uttered. That moment when we are forever forgotten. Which makes me believe these stories need to be told. Victims and their stories need to be remembered. Not brushed into the dustbin of history. Forgotten. Winston Churchill famously said that those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. True crime offers us a means of preserving and learning from the past. So thank you for your support, for giving a means to explore my passion. We are hard at work on season two, and I have some incredible news as well. So stick around. At the end of the show, I've got some important announcements you're going to want to hear. But for now, let's get on with this show. The Ruth Price 911 call has been circulating on true crime forums since the birth of the modern internet in the early 90s. Much like a creepypasta being copied and pasted and passed along amongst friends. And to this day, you'll see it popping up on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram reels that all bill it as the most terrifying 911 call ever recorded. The call appears to reveal an elderly woman 
calling 911 to report someone trespassing on her property. But before she can give her physical address, the operator rudely cuts her off. The woman is then attacked and strangled to death, screaming into the phone, and the operator is unable to send any help because she didn't allow the woman to state her entire address. Some consider this phone call to be genuine, an actual recording of a murder. Others have considered it fake, just an elaborate hoax. A popular theory was that it was recorded as a training exercise for new 911 operators. For me, personally, I've always considered it authentic. There was just something about the pauses and notes of concern in Ruth's voice that doesn't feel scripted at all. And those blood-chilling screams seemed too real to deny. So, let's give it a listen. And warning, it is harrowing to listen to. Uh, this is the Ruth Price of 
displaying what you're not supposed to do. And indeed, a host of 911 operators say that this call was played for them during their training. Some have also pointed out that the operator never says, 911, what's your emergency? Which seems to point to the fact that this is not an actual 911 call. As with all things true crime and armchair sleuth, Reddit subgroups have sprung up to discuss it. The call was traced back to at least 1988 through 911 operators who stated that the call was played for them in their training no earlier than this time period. And they were all told by their supervisors that it was indeed a real call, but never were details given to any of them. And the call is actually used to this day as an example of how not to interact with a caller. So, could it have been produced for training? If so, why would they tell the operators in training that it was real? Reddit users feverishly try to track down Ruth Prices, trying to align their births with a time period that would have allowed them to be a, quote, old woman in 1988. Scores were discovered and studied, but one stood out as her address aligned as well. A Ruth Mildred Price lived in 3877 35th Street in San Diego between 1986 and 1992. Now, Ruth Mildred Starr was born in Pueblo, Colorado on December 7th, 1913 to Thomas O. Starr and Johanna Egler. Ruth went to Central High School in Pueblo, Colorado and then married William Walter Price. Both were listed as living in Pueblo, Colorado in 1935, but the 1940 census shows they had moved to San Diego, California. But this Ruth died in 1994, much later than the call was supposedly recorded. This left several options. First, the call is real. This is the actual Ruth, but she didn't die during that harrowing call. She wasn't murdered and lived another six years. Another option was that the call actually happened in 1994. The obituary doesn't give a cause of death. So this may have been a legitimate option, but 911 operators claimed they'd been hearing the call since much, much earlier than 1994, which casts a lot of doubt. The final option was that this just was not the Ruth Price from the phone call, and her address being a 3877 number, well, it was just a coincidence. But... The answer was finally solved by Reddit user FarValuable5819. Genealogy is a hobby for FarValuable, and they did some hard work and dug deep. They were actually able to even track down Ruth's high school photo. They also discovered a tiny tidbit in the November 3rd, 1980 edition of the San Diego Tribune under the heading Assaults. I'll read you the newspaper article. It's just a tiny quote. 
Police are looking for a youth who tried to strangle a 76-year-old East San Diego woman yesterday. Officers said Ruth M. Price of the 3800 block of 35th Street was calling police to advise them of a prowler in the area when she was grabbed from behind and choked. She was able to break the attacker's grip after dropping the telephone, screaming, and pulling at the attacker's hands. The youth fled. Price said she did not know how, why she was assaulted and had never seen the suspect before. And so, the mystery is solved. It's amazing <clears throat> that, this was, that Far Valuable was able to find this. For not only is it just a tiny blurb in the evening paper, it's in the middle of a list of other assaults that had happened. We'll put a picture of Ruth from her yearbook on our Instagram page and put a link to the newspaper article in the show notes. And as for the odd way the operator handled the call and as to why she never identified herself as a 911 operator, well... There was no 911 in San Diego in 1980. 911 got introduced to San Diego in 1982. So Ruth was probably just talking to an actual phone operator who most likely was trying to patch her over to the local police. In fact, if you listen very closely, in the middle of the screaming, you can hear someone say, Operator? At the 42 second mark. This is most likely whomever the operator was trying to patch the call to coming on the line. So, good on Ruth. She was able to fend off her attacker and live another 14 years to the ripe age of 90. And she left behind a bit of true crime lore and a recording that is used to this day in the training of 911 operators, which makes me think of the Churchill quote, about those who fail to learn from history being doomed to repeat it. As I said in the beginning, we learn from true crime. It's more than just entertainment. It's a tool. And now for the big announcement about season two. I've got a new co-host, Krista Carmen, a name you horror lovers may know, especially as she was recently nominated for a Stoker Award. She's the author of the award-winning collection, Something Borrowed, Something Blood-Soaked, and her novel, The Daughters of Block Island, comes out in October from Thomas and Mercer. I'm just elated she has decided to join me. I'm also going to have some fabulous co-host guests as well, such as award-winning novelist and filmmaker Aaron Crocker and the delightfully devious Cassandra Matarek. Murder Coaster, well, we're going to be taking a short break as we gear up for Season 2. We're writing and recording some great stuff, including some cases that were requested by you, dear listeners. Which reminds me, we want to hear from you. Got a case you think we should cover? Did we get something wrong? Or do you just want to say hi? Drop us an email at Podcast at gmail.com that's murdercoasterpodcast at gmail.com 
Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back after a short break with more tales of mayhem and murder in Season 2.